You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Perry Goldstein, Joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Maggie Loney. And I'm sure you're wondering, Harry, what the heck are you doing doing the intro today? And that's because we decided to keep you on your toes and switch it up. So I will be hosting us today as we get to discuss all of the potential offensive draft prospects. Um, The Packers likely are going to need to load up a little bit on weapons for Jordan Love, uh, beef up the offensive line, who knows who they're going to take in the later rounds as depth pieces. So there's a lot to go go over today. But first, Maggie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Baby had his four-month shots today, so I'm drinking a beer called Little Soldier. But uh, I'm ready, ready to talk some draft and not think about sad babies. Love it. So we don't like sad babies here. That's, that's not our <laughs> We brand. are anti-sad our babies animal. on the Pax yeah. Reset podcast. Um, so we'll go through the position groups here. We're going to start with the, the first position group is one that the Packers, by all accounts, do not need. They're actually currently kind of offloading somebody in this group. and But there are ones to surprise they are ones to always have depth. So Maggie, what are your thoughts on the quarterback position in terms of the draft for the Packers this year? I mean, I think the Packers have, you know, they have a pattern where they did it with Aaron Rodgers. They drafted two quarterbacks the year he took over as starters. So it really wouldn't be that surprising to me if we see the Packers take a quarterback, even like as high as the second or third round. Like, I don't love that value. Obviously, you want them to take weapons and support pieces for Jordan Love. But I think we've talked about it on this show. We've talked about it like with Andy Herman on Packaday about the idea that the Packers probably aren't going to go out in win now mode in 2023. So this draft, I think, is largely about finding pieces that will help you be successful for at least, you know, a couple years, keep your window open. So if this is a quote unquote, like rebuild kind of year, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Packers took a quarterback, a name that I see a lot of people floating around that I think is really funny, but really fitting is Stetson Bennett. I, we talked about it with Nagler a little bit um, as like a day three guy, but he's already older than Jordan Love. 
He <laughs> has played in big games, obviously won national championships. So you're looking for, you know, even if he is a rookie in the NFL, somebody who's got like big game experience and isn't afraid of big moments. So I think, you know, Ben Bennett being an example of that, but there's plenty of others in this draft class. If as long as whoever is drafted at quarterback knows they're coming in to be the backup and help Jordan Love succeed, that's the goal here, right? You're not bringing in competition for Jordan, you're bringing in support. So I think whoever it is would kind of have to understand that this isn't really a starting role for them. And there aren't maybe that many quarterbacks in the draft that would be fully on board with knowing that they're taking a backseat right out of the gate. Yeah, it's a really interesting thought process because you're right. Like they, even with Aaron Rodgers, they took plenty of quote unquote backup quarterbacks. And now it's likely that they will do the same because you never want to be stuck in like a kind of 49er situation from this past season. That being said, obviously, I would hope that the Packers are not using any, you know, premium draft capital to take a backup quarterback. There's, like you said, plenty of guys kind of maybe in later rounds who this would work out. I would be curious to see if they end up going the veteran QB route instead. I think that's like, in my mind, a little bit more likely. But at the same time, you always want to be feeding, you know, any of your rooms with young talent. Yeah, and I mean, I think it depends to kind of what the Packers feel about Danny Etling too, because, you know, obviously they're saying the right things and saying, we absolutely think he can start an NFL game because you're not going to burn bridges with players, but you know, he could go into the off season as QB two or QB three, he could be on the roster. So knowing what the Packers cap situation looks like, it, it feels less and less likely that they're going to get a quarterback in free agency, unless they're on some type of like that minimum. Um, and I don't really think the jets are sending over anybody in the trade at this point. So it feels like the draft is the best option, but I agree with you that I hope if it does happen, it's like mid rounds of day three, you really don't want to see them take like Hendon Hooker in the second round. Like, I think that would just be it. The talent might be there. The upside might be there, but it's kind of an abundance of riches and you want to see them go do something else with those picks and not devote resources unless they have us all fooled April fool's day. And they don't think Jordan loves actually the guy and they take like <laughs> Anthony Richardson at 15. He won't be there, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I think that would be crazy. Um, I agree. And I agree with your earlier statement that like, you know, this is the kind of year to use as like a load up year. Try to get as much talent as you can. Obviously, they're picking higher this draft than they normally do. And 15 is a very nice place to be taking somebody, maybe one of the guys that we're about to talk about <laughs> um, in that, you know, they do need offensive weapons, right? Like they we've talked about this on the show, but they have some really nice kind of core young guys now, but that room, both all those rooms still need to be filled out. Um, whether that's with a wide receiver, with a tight end or with a running back um, in this draft class. So with that being said, the most exciting group, I think every draft to talk about, but um, especially I think this year, knowing that this is still a position of need for the Packers is looking at these wide receivers and my thought in the little bit that I've done um, on this group is that it's actually the kind of ideal group of receivers for the Packers because last season they took their presumably number one, right? Christian Watson should be their ex. And I think they took, you know, they traded up because they see his upside. We all saw his upside, <laughs> right? In that, like, yeah, we, we, we saw it all this past season in his rookie year. 
Um, they have a really great complimentary piece so far with Romeo Dobbs. And what you're looking for now, I think, is a role player. And that's what I think this draft class has, is a lot of really good, athletic, freaky role players. The Packers don't have a slot guy. They could always use more speed. They could always use a field stretcher, right? So this is, I think, the draft where I don't know if they change up their norm and take somebody in the first round or if you're looking for you know more of their day two usual. But there are plenty of guys to fill in the kind of missing pieces when it comes to the roles that they need in this offense. Yeah, and I mean, I think the hard part is – with all of this, I thought this was really interesting. I want—I was trying to find this data, and of course, Paul Brettel had it because Paul is wonderful and has knowledge of everything. But it hasn't historically been the case with like Ted Thompson and other GMs. But Brian Gutekunst really values his top thirty visits, and a lot of the times when he brings in players, they end up being Packers, whether it's through undrafted free agency or you know these are players that he covets, and they're not always on the board, obviously, at that time. Um, but I think the Packers stay really true to their specific desired metrics. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that we're sick of talking about and sick of hearing because there's so many players that you wish that they would kind of go outside the mold for. And I think that's the downside of this wide receiver class is that so many talented players who I'm sure we'll get to in just a couple seconds don't fit those specific thresholds, those parameters. You know, they're a little bit lighter. The Packers typically like wide receivers who are like over 190. Um, and Randall Cobb was a good example of that. Like they want them to be at least 5'11". Randall Cobb just kind of, you know, shy of that at 5'10". But a lot of really small ideal slot receivers in this draft and kind of hope that Green Bay stretches, you know, its parameters a little bit because there's a lot of good talent, I think, available for them should they choose to look for it. Yeah, they do, you know, they make adjustments when necessary, I think, when when it comes to their but what they won't make adjustments on, especially with their premium positions and picks, is athletic, you know, prowess and a RAS score. Like that RAS score has gotta be in the green. It's gotta be eight or above, or else I would be shocked if they took anybody. Um you and I, I think, have some favorites. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our favorites do not fall under the usual large, big body receiver parameters. But I guess you never know, right? I, I'm i in the camp now where I think Jackson, Smith, and Jigba is not going to be there at 15. I hate using that because you absolutely never know how draft day goes. But he seems to, between him and Quentin Johnston, like be the consensus kind of – you could – pick and choose, you know, which one's going to go first, but they are like the guys. And then, like we said, there are just some role players for the rest of this. Now, how wild would it be if the Packers took somebody in the first round? (laughs) I don't Um, think I'll be able to be on Twitter that night. I think I just going to need to take a mental breather. But if there's a guy, I guess that you would love to see them take regardless of, you know, day or pick, um, who would that be? Yeah, so I talked about him a little bit on Pack-A-Day. I like, planted my flag for him, um, even though I was made fun of, obviously, for him not fitting in the Packers' measurements. But it's Josh Downs of North Carolina. I think he's just so dynamic. He's only 5'10". He's 171 pounds. You know, like you could blow him over with a breeze uh, at Lambeau Field in the cold. But he's really explosive. He's got an insane broad jump. Um, really impressive, even more so than his 40 or his 10 and 20-yard splits. So some of that like really close speed um that you'd want out of the slot 
I really like. Had over 1,000 receiving yards in 2021 and 2022. Led the ACC in receptions both seasons. Has a ton of punt return experience. So you throw Rich Passaccia a bone when you pick him up. But I think it's just a different body type than what the Packers have on the roster. And I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of fans are looking for. Because we we agree, Samori Toure can do it in the slot. Christian Watson can be a big-bodied slot. Like There's players on the roster that can play in the slot, but we know the kind of gadgety offense that Matt LaFleur covets and wants to utilize. And he doesn't have any of these like shifty, tiny backs or and receivers at his disposal. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. Yeah. So my Josh Downs is a Flowers, and I know that that's not any kind of, you know, shocking new no sleeper guy. Like this is a guy who's likely going to go in the first round. I'll be probably later in the first round, but I feel very similar about him that you do about Josh Downs. He's a little bit outside their size parameters, but at the same time, I feel like he's, you can't blow him over. You know what I mean? He's like a little bit of a short boy. Yeah. But he's got some really great speed. I know he went to BC. So, you know, his college tape against lesser opponents, you kind of take with a grain of salt. But if you hear about why he went to BC and why he stayed all four years, it's hard not to fall in love with him. He's the first guy of his family to graduate from college. Um, that's why he stayed all four years. He want, made sure he wanted to graduate. Um, he played in the Shrine Bowl for that reason as well. He is wanted a good education, right? He didn't want to solely kind of rely on football as his main kind of path towards success. And he knew he would get a great education at BC while also playing in um, on a team that would potentially get him to the NFL. And clearly he chose well because he got a great education, graduated with a degree and is potentially a first round pick in the NFL draft. By all accounts, he just sounds like an incredible guy. Just a really, like just when you hear about Packer player, yeah. Like he fits that locker room leadership, which is like kind, like mold. So obviously you also want him to be athletic. He mm-hmm. does. He has a very high RAS score. You can, I think his four four forty doesn't do justice to his on the field speed. Like he can kind of like accelerate on a dime. And I think once you get him anywhere with any kind of space, you know, he's going to be gone. Um, and so I think that's really fun, especially for an offense like Matt LaFleur's where he's going to try to scheme guys open. And if you give Zay Flowers any kind of window, he's he's going to go. So I think, again, like he's a really nice complimentary piece. I see him being a slot guy at first, but Matt LaFleur likes to move his guys around and not play, you know, solely in one place. Like we said, we've seen Lazard play in the slot. We've seen a tight end out of the slot. Like you, you can move these guys around. And I think... I think Flowers would be a really fun option. Um, again, outside of the size parameters, it's only a matter of if the Packers want to stretch their, spread their wings and try something new. 
So it's it's funny that we're talking about this because I I agree with you that like there's so many players. This draft is perfect if you need a slot receiver, but it's not perfect if you need a slot receiver that measures the way that the Packers want them to measure. But yeah, I did do some digging and I did find one name. So I'm just going to put this name out here now in case he becomes a Packer um, on draft weekend. But it's Parker Washington out of Penn State. He's 5'10". He's 204 pounds thicker than a lot of traditional slot receivers. Um, Kyle Krabs with the Draft Network comps him to Amari Rogers for his body type. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, don't (laughs) uh, don't read too much into it. Um, He's not like the most physically gifted specimen as far as like, you know, freaky athleticism that the Packers normally covet. But he's super physical, really unafraid of contact, has like the softest hands, can catch anything. And I think that you know, that that's a name to keep in mind. Like the Packers probably aren't going to go for a guy who's 170 pounds, but if they see a guy like Parker Washington on day three, who is 5'10", who is over 200 pounds, he might be a depth piece in the room that would make a little bit of sense for them. But again, mm-hmm. we're hoping that they uh, ignore some of their metrics and just draft fun yeah. players. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Maggie is the queen of picking Packers late day sleepers. Um, (laughs) She did call the Romeo Dobbs pick last season on this very show here. So pay attention. Um, I think just in general with the receiver position, I'm not of the mindset that I care too much where they take one. I just think that they need one or two because they're not going to take, they're not getting some of these like big names um, in free agency rate. They're not about to sign OBJ to some big contract. I doubt they're going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. No, but I know them. <laughs> you know, so this is going to be the draft, I think, where they can get some really nice, like we said, role player options um, to kind of fill out that room behind their presumed one and two. Do you think that there's like an opportunity or a world where the Packers, like Quentin Johnson is 6'3". He is like a He's basically your ex, right? And you you think the Packers already kind of have an ex on offense. Like, do you think there's a world where the Packers don't care and they're like, we want the best football players, we're going to draft a guy like that? Or do you think that they would see one of those body types and say like, meh, we're not interested in adding that particular piece. We'll prioritize like a tight end or, you know, a different receiver later. I think it's going to be really best available, especially for these top guys, because you're, you're getting blue chip talent this picking this high regardless and they have so many positions of need that you know we're going to get here but if one of the best tackles are left on the board if the top tight end is on the board like I think that there are enough needs and moldable kind of like high athleticism freaks that I can't see the Packers like trading up to take any one specific player um, especially because they do have Christian Watson but you can never have too many of those types on a roster. You know what I mean? Like load them up. So if he were to fall, you know, who knows? 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 